This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want. I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope that it is a beautiful day wherever you are at in the world, whatever season you're in in the world. <laughs> um, so I live in Colorado in the United States and it is officially spring. Thank God. You know what's so funny? I actually think about this a lot. So I'm a California girl, born and raised, and I went to school out there. I did my undergrad, my graduate out there. I lived there for a very long time, for 25 years before I moved to Colorado, which is where I live now. And California, we don't have seasons. Like (laughs) if you've ever been there or if you know anything about it, it is pretty darn accurate. And it's like, We are 72 degrees-ish every single day, all year round. Occasionally there will be rain and sometimes it'll even get down in the 40s and people kind of freak out about that. But so I never understood seasons and especially spring. Like, okay, winter I get, right? I see it. I've experienced snow. Like I understand it gets cold, totally. Fall, absolutely the the trees like I I don't know fall is also a very basic thing in California fall is like a brand so I loved fall or I what I thought I fall was (laughs) but spring I never got and if you are like me you've sung a lot of like song literature maybe you studied music in school or maybe you did opera or I don't know what your backstory is with singing but for me I've sung a lot of song literature and art song and arias and so much classical music is about spring so much of it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I'm like, what is the big deal with spring? Like everybody's freaking singing about spring. And now I get it. <laughs> I live in Colorado. It gets cold. Um, lots of snow. And we're like in the mountains, you know, uh, right outside of Rocky Mountain National Park is where I live. So spring is freaking amazing. Who knew? I I guess they all knew, actually. Everybody knew. (laughs) Spring is so awesome. And something I love about spring is it just has this feeling of, like, hope and optimism. Like, we got through it. You know, the the flowers are going to bloom. They really are. And, like, things just feel so good. So it got me thinking a lot about manifesting and about newness and about bringing on more right abundance and just mm, that feeling I don't know I don't know the exact word but I remember a few years ago when I moved to Colorado which was five years ago we my husband and I moved out here with no friends no job no like nothing. We lived out of our van for a year. And then we ended up in Colorado because we were like, Ooh, mountains, pretty love. Let's be here. And I really needed to start getting new voice students as soon as humanly possible. (laughs) So I, um, I feel like I've had a lot of experience with manifesting new students, but I didn't know the terminology around 
manifesting. Like I didn't know that was actually a thing until much later in my life. And um, I'm really excited to share this with you because this is a tried and true like law. It is the law of attraction, meaning it is. And it works. It freaking works. Like do it. do it, be it, feel it, embody it. It works when you believe in it. So whether you are woo, whether you are new to woo, I welcome you. I hope that you will take this in with an open mind. I am going to talk about things like the universe and flow and, you know, just tapping into the greater energetic force that is with all of us. And um, that's really what manifesting is all about is being in that energy space and being with the vibration of giving and receiving. They are the same thing. To give is to receive and to receive is to give. So um, I want to give you just a really basic three-part framework or process or step-by-step approach, whatever you want to think about it. But this really, it's just like, these are the three things that we do when we are manifesting. And specifically when we are manifesting voice students, because that's what we're talking about, is how to manifest not just voice students, but the right voice students. Okay, so number one is to get crystal clear on who you want to attract in. Who are those right students? Who do you want to work with? (sighs) There it comes again, the topic of the ideal client. Here's just a few considerations for you. We're not going to go totally off the deep end here. I just want you to think about these things in terms of getting really crystal clear on who it is that you want to attract into your voice studio. So something that helps always and forever is knowing who you don't want to attract. And that might be a lot easier for you to figure out, right? You can like list off a bunch of things where you're like, okay, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't. Okay, cool. And as you continue learning about yourself as a business owner and a teacher, you will find more and more of those things through experiences. Client experiences give you so many learning lessons about the things that you will and will not tolerate. So I'll give you an example of this. So I have been teaching for 13 years. And the first, I would say like seven-ish years, yeah, around seven years, I was working for various different music studios and companies and getting paid way lower than I was worth and yada, yada. And so I was like in that mode of just, I just need the students. Give me the students. More students is good. Like whatever. I will bend over backwards. And what ended up happening was when I ended up transitioning to work for myself and started charging my own rates and being in charge of my own schedule, the schedule component ended up being the very last thing that I looked at in terms of my boundaries. I was still stuck in that scarcity mentality of, I just need the students, so I will bend over backwards for my schedule and sacrifice like time out of my life to just have a student and make money. And it took me a really long time to figure out, oh, that is something I need to like work on and like do some inner work around. So all of that said, basically what ended up happening was I had a student, well, a family, and they wanted Fridays at 5 p.m. all the way in downtown freaking Denver. And that is like 
not where you want to be on a Friday at 5 p.m. <laughs> it's like the traffic is for real. I live 30 minutes from Denver. I did at that time. And, but it was two of them. It was two kids in this family and they were going to pay me so much money. And I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to make it work. So I tried to make it work for many, many like months. And actually, I think maybe even a couple of years until I finally was like, what is going on? Every other student comes to my studio and I have all these great boundaries and policies, but for some reason, I feel like I need to hang on to this student because they're going to pay me good money even if I'm sacrificing my Fridays at 5 p.m., which is really my Fridays at, you know, 3.30 to 8 is what that ended up being. All of this to say, I learned from that experience that I needed to let go of them in order to say yes to my aligned students. And I had to do a lot of work around, it's going to be okay, I'm going to trust it, I will get this money somehow, some way, somewhere, in other ways. And sure enough, within like a week, I got three new perfectly aligned students. So this is the process I used to attract in the right students. And I needed to know that what I wouldn't tolerate anymore was sacrificing time out of my schedule. Everybody's different here, right? So what you tolerate is different than what someone else tolerates. And what you don't tolerate is different, right? So I just want you to think about this when you are getting crystal clear on who it is that you want to attract in. For me, I had my big light bulb moment of, you know what? I can't do kids. I can't do kids in school who have all of these extracurriculars because the only time they have available is that freaking Friday at 5 p.m. <laughs> so I was like, nope, I'm done with that. I'm done with doing Fridays and I'm going to do adults only. And I needed that experience to help guide me and shape who it was that I wanted to attract. That was just one consideration, okay? There's so many more. Like, you want to be thinking about what you enjoy teaching and who enjoys consuming it and what you enjoy learning about as a teacher. Like, maybe some of your students are in your studio because they are meant to help you learn, right? So there's that aspect as well. So all of this to say, so many things to be thinking about when you want to think about who you want to attract in, but just take a few days and just ponder it and really get deep with it and think about your current studio and what feels good around that. Whew. Okay, so here's the second component to manifesting. This is a big one. You really, really want to believe that your ideal students are already coming. They are already coming. So in that story where I had to make a decision about letting those students go, I made the decision simultaneously to believe that other students were going to come. So it's like, that's part of the belief, right? You're showing the universe that you are ready. You are saying, I trust you. I don't know what's happening. I can't see in the future, but I'm going to trust that it's all going to be okay. And my ideal students are coming especially when it gets hard, my friend, especially when you lose a student, especially when you have to let go of students, especially when students drop off for God knows what reason, like stuff happens, right? In our private studio business, in our teaching business, we lose clients. It's part of the process. So this is a big one to really believe that they are coming takes practice. And something that helps me in this practice is reminding myself of times in my life where I believed something would happen and it did. Or I would 
have something happen to me in the most like aligned and magical way that I could never have predicted or written out for myself. Like that's how I met my husband. Our love story and how we met each other is freaking crazy. It's like totally a how I met your mother type of serious thing. And <laughs> it just, that's how life works. It's like all of these things kind of align together and we can't see the web of what's happening, but we are taken care of. So all of that to say, believe they are coming, believe it, practice it, remind yourself of experiences where this has happened in the past and just keep going with that one. This is really going to help with part number three, having zero expectations. I said zero really intensely. Having zero expectations or timelines for when they're going to (laughs) come. To me, this is actually the hardest part. It's like, okay, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. But do you believe it so strongly that it doesn't matter when they come. It doesn't matter if you let go of a student and then you have to wait, let's say three months before the next one comes in. Are you good with that? <laughs> That's the hardest part. It really is like to having no timeline and no expectation of when they're going to come, just knowing that they are going to be there. That is the serious practice right there. But man, I don't know. I kind of feel it's a little relieving when you actually get into it. You're like, well, thank God, because expectation is like a lot of pressure. I'd rather not put pressure on that and just know that it's going to happen whenever it's going to happen. And when you have that mentality like that, it happens. (laughs) Oh, life. What a fickle, fickle thing. So, um, something to be thinking about too is the fact that like we're working with multiple timelines here, right? So let's say that you are like, crap, I need students. It's a, it's a weird time in my business and I need to get some students. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to put some flyers up and I'm going to tell people that I like really am good with auditions and I can help people with repertoire. And so I'm going to go to different schools and put it up on their boards. I help them with their auditions and repertoire and you don't hear back for like three months right? And you're just sitting there. You're like, what the F man? Like that flyer looked good (laughs) or whatever. Well, here's the thing. Is it audition season? Are those students needing that right in that moment? Or maybe there's stuff going on in the economy that has everybody just kind of like strapped for cash at the moment. I don't know. There's so many reasons why things do and do not happen in that moment. But guess what? In three months, you start hearing from them because it's audition season and it makes perfect sense. Okay, that's just like a very basic example, but you get what I'm saying. Things need to align. Things need to like work out. So don't put pressure on that timeline. Just have zero expectation. Just believe that those students are going to come and be totally open to whenever that is. The last part is the part that you're going to love, which is really just taking aligned action. And this is where you get to actually like go in there. This is not just the like trust and surrender and flow and all that stuff. This is you being like, okay, I believe it. I have no expectation. And I'm going to like put myself out there. I'm going to get into motion because motion and action are what keeps things moving right? That is how all of the intricacies of, you know, the timelines and how magical things work is because things need to move. And so you being in motion helps it move. Being in motion means, you know, advertising yourself, focusing on marketing and getting in front of your ideal students and reaching out to people and like just 
doing a little bit every day that shows the universe and yourself that, yes, I'm serious about this. So I'm going to take action. I'm going to do what I can. And it's going to be in alignment towards what it is that I want, which is aligned students, right? And then you're going to trust that all the other things will happen magically. Because here's the thing, my friend, it does. It's so awesome. This is a tried and true thing. I've done this so many times myself. It is the law of attraction. But now we're just kind of giving you a framework to play with in terms of your voice studio. (laughs) That's so fun. I hope that that was helpful for you. So one more quick summary for you, just so we are all on the same page here. Number one, you want to get clear on who you want to attract in. Number two, you want to believe that they are already coming. Number three, you want to have zero expectations or timelines for when they're going to come. And then number four, you'll take aligned action towards attracting and connecting with them. And that's it. That is how you manifest new students. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this was helpful for you. As always, please come and connect with me over on Instagram at The Voicepreneur. You can learn about The Voicepreneur program. We have so many goodies over there. We've got tons of marketing education and funny reels. And oh, please don't forget to join our Facebook community over at The Aligned Voice Teachers. It's an awesome community. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear how you manifest your next student. Let me know. Looking forward to connecting with you again real soon. Have a wonderful day and I will see you in the next episode.